Hello guys and welcome back to another episode of She Is Me Unapologetically with yours truly. And if you guys been keeping up and you've been sticking with me, you know that this is episode 7. So I just want to thank you guys again for listening and you know just staying with me throughout this whole process, this whole journey and just listening to what I've had to say in regards to political and social issues that have plagued this country for many many years not just 2020 so thank you guys and without further ado let's hop into what we're going to talk about today hey guys so um first and foremost I just want to say um thank you again like I said in my intro but I don't think y'all really grasps the just how much I appreciate you all for listening and y'all all know my original intent for this podcast was just to get some stuff off my chest that I needed to say and that I felt could have been helpful for someone. And so, like I said, this is episode seven. I took a gap between episode six and seven just to collect my thoughts on what my next move was going to be, what my next topic was wanting to be. And I wanted to be very intentional about what I talk about today. And so therefore, I took extra time and thought to gather what I'm going to talk about today. And shout out to Devin. I love him. He's one of my closest friends now like y'all don't understand like this podcast has been a blessing in so many ways before I started this podcast me and Devin me and Devin were friends but we weren't as close as we are now and I thank God for putting this thought planting this seed in my head to start this podcast because it has been fruitful and prosperous in so many ways and I can't thank God enough and I thank Devin for allowing us to have such a intense and um, very great overall conversation about what needed to be talked about. And that's just the thing. Me and Devin have talked about, we have had so many conversations just like that, that have gone two hours, three hours without time, like without even knowing how much time is passing by. And me and Devin could talk all day long about issues and things that we stand on. But today, today, I want to talk about the forgotten, the third class citizen. Now, you all may be wondering, where is she going with this? But just hang with me. I'm going to get there. So, like I said, I took a gap. I've been thinking, collecting my thoughts, and I wanted to be very intentional about what I was going to say today. And so today, I want to talk about a few things that are all interconnected in their own way, but within under this umbrella of what I'm going to talk about today, which is the forgotten, the third-class citizen. And so starting off with that, I want to tell you about a hierarchy of our country. Now, this is not theoretical. Some may classify it as theoretical, but I believe it is not because this is how the construct of our country is made. So at the top, you know, 
You got the white man. Now, for the purpose of this episode, I'm not going to break down the hierarchy even further than what I could. Meaning, I'm just going to break it down in the stance of women, especially black women. And no shade to other women, white women, other women of color. But that's where I speak from because I am a black woman and I have that experience and I'm experiencing that right now. So therefore, that is what I talk in my experience. And so back to the hierarchy, you have the white man. Then you have the woman of, no, excuse me. You have the white man. Then you have the white woman. Then you have the women of color. And then you have the black woman at the very bottom. And like I said before, I could break down this hierarchy even further than what I just did. But for the purpose of this episode, we're going to stick to women. And so given that hierarchy, white men, white woman, a woman of color, a black woman. Now, women of color, meaning women of the Latinx community, the Indian community, the Asian community, that diaspora. And then you have the black woman. So you may be thinking, Mia, what are you getting at? Well, I'm going to tell you the black woman. And like I said before, I've touched on this in my colorism episode. Black women are the most disrespected and unprotected citizen in the USA. I said it. It is what it is. You have your opinion. That's how I feel. We are the most disrespected and unprotected. And that's because society says we are not worthy of being respected. And we are not worthy of being protected. That plays into the hierarchy I just stated for you before I went into this. Black women, we do it all. We create, we nurture, we take care, we be on our boss mentality, we do what we gotta do. And still, at the end of the day, We don't receive that proper credit that we deserve. If a black woman did it, it's not good enough. So therefore, somebody else has to do it, meaning another woman of color that is not black or a man in order for it to be validated in society. And that is just not okay with me. It does sit. It just does sit well with me. Because a young black woman like me, I've never been the type to fit in, in a sense. Now, I fitted in, but I stood out at the same time because me and Devin have talked about this before. My mindset and his mindset, we are beyond our peers in that sense now I'm not bragging boasting or anything of that sort but I have always been like that I've always thought ahead of where I was supposed to be not to throw shade at my peers or my friends or anything that's just how I felt and that's just how I feel because 
even now to this present day, I think ahead. And I know the importance of living in the moment, which I have had to learn. It is very important to live in the moment, but it's also very important to think. And I don't mean just think. Critically think about your future. Where are you heading? Where do you want to go? Who do you want to impact? What is your purpose? Now, you all know I am a nursing major. I'm minoring in African American studies. Now, I have a passion for what I am talking about now. I have a passion for helping people. That's one of the reasons I went into nursing. But the black woman, we don't receive the amount of credit that we deserve. We do not receive the respect we deserve. And you may wonder well, it's your fault. Let me break it down to you. Let me tell you why it's not all our fault. Now, I didn't say that it was not our fault completely. It is to a certain extent, but other factors play into this. Like I talked about in our colorism episode, I don't know another I don't know another group of people other than black people, for example, white people, Latinx people, Hispanic people, Asian people, Indian people. I do not know another group of human beings that blatantly disrespects their women on a large scale. Now, you may be wondering, Mia, you're being kind of contradictory here because didn't you say that? all um races experience colorism yes i did but look at the black community what do you see on social media almost every single day or every other day a black woman being disrespected by a black man and so therefore this plays into what society views black women as so if our men don't respect us why do we expect other people of color to respect us? White women to respect us, white men to respect us, Hispanic men to respect us, Hispanic women to respect us, Latinx women to respect us, Latinx men to respect us, Indian women to respect us, Indian men to respect us, Asian men and women to respect us. We can't expect that respect from other people of color without reflecting on our black community because the black community now I'm very proud to be a part of the black community but we face our challenges and this is going to take me into something else that I wanted to talk about that I touched on mental health now I'm in season one but I'm going to reserve a season to talk about the black community. I know I've touched on it in season one, but I'm going to go deeper in a, another season. And so going into this mental health aspect, our black women experience depression, anxiety, 
mental disorders just like any other race would but it is amplified when you don't have their support of your black community that is amplified when we don't have support when women black women try to express how they feel oh you're too loud why are you so sensitive you're too emotional and for our black men, when they try to express how they feel. And Devin, I listened to his recent episode and I loved it. And by the way, if you have not listened, I suggest you listen because my friend has a lot to talk about. And it is very important. And his last episode was about mental health. And I believe the title, I'm paraphrasing, I don't know the exact title name, is something around mental health being strength or expressing emotions as strength his podcast names is my mind's eye by the way you can stream it where you're listening to me right now and i was listening to Devin and what he had to say and that grabbed my attention when he said emotions are strength emotions run every aspect of what our life is today and that is very true and going back to our black men if men express how they feel, one, that's a huge step because in the black community especially, you are taught not to express how you feel. If you do, you're a punk. If you do, you're too feminine. And that is like completely wrong. I hate that about the black community. And so when you have these broken men and women What's the outcome of that? You don't get the proper love and support that you need. And so therefore, you don't know how to reciprocate the proper love and affection needed to show a black woman. To show a black man. So. I'm going to go a little bit into personal experience for me, because as you guys know, I like to be as transparent as I possibly can with you guys, because it just to me, I feel like it reserves that authenticity of my podcast. Like I said before, I don't do it for money. I don't do it for views. I don't do it for ratings. I do it to generally help people and reach that one person. And so going into personal experience for me, and this is something our black parents have to stop doing. Stop telling your child that their feelings are not valid. Stop getting offended every time your child has a bright idea, so to speak, or may even be right in a sense. Stop calling it disrespectful. That's something in the black community that I cannot stand. Now, am I saying to disrespect your parents? No, because they deserve the utmost respect. They have sacrificed a lot for you. My parents have sacrificed a lot for me, and I am very grateful. You should always honor your mother and your father. But black parents, we have to stop telling our black children that your feelings are not valid you have nothing to be sad about you have nothing to be mad about 
You have nothing to be depressed about. You have nothing to be stressed about. And that is passing along that generational trauma of the black community. And so you see, it's just a cycle that continues and continues and continues until that one black boy or girl decides, hey, I'm not going to spread this to my children. Uh, Excuse me, black man or woman. I'm not going to spread this to my children. I'm not going to continue this cycle because it is very toxic. And like I said, going into personal experience for me, I couldn't always have um, a conversation I so direly needed to have with my mother or my father about how I was feeling. Um, When I went through my first breakup, because ladies, hey, we all have it. We all know what that feels like. I was so hurt and I couldn't wrap my head around how another human being could treat somebody like that now not bashing the dude that I was with because he is a good person but the way he went about doing some things was just it traumatized me like still to this day I am healing and um I couldn't talk to my mom or my dad about that. And when I tell y'all I was heartbroken, you guys, like y'all know, you think you're all in love and, you know, all these going to stay together forever. Yes, that was me. I was young and, you know, I'm, I'm moving past that. I'm growing past that. I still am young, but, you know, when you were as young as I was. So I started dating this guy in eighth grade and we didn't break up until my junior year in high school. And like I said, I was devastated. And if you know me, you know that I'm loyal, ten toes down. Um, I love very hard. And that was a reality check for me because I have a big heart. And my intentions are good with every person that I run across or have an interaction with. I want to spread my light, spread my joy, you know, that God gave us. And when I experienced that, I didn't have anyone to talk to. So you know what I did? I suppressed how I was feeling. I said, hey, Mia, you're going to give yourself this time frame. And after that, you got to get it together. And so I think that played into why I'm still healing today. Because I didn't take that proper time to heal what had been done to me, what had happened to me. I hadn't, I didn't take time. I didn't talk to anyone. I just suppressed how I felt and kept it pushing because, you know, that's what I have seen in the black community. We don't talk about those type of things. We don't have those difficult conversations, black parents, with our black children. We don't have those uncomfortable conversations that need to be had. We don't have that. And so as a black child, what do you expect your black children to do? When you won't just sit down and have a conversation with them. And every time they try to express their feelings, you try to invalidate them. And that's not okay. And still to this day, like I said, I love my mom. I love my dad. I am very grateful for them. But 
I just can't sit down and have a conversation with them, a deep rooted conversations about feelings and your experiences and all. I can't have that. And I wish I did. But, you know, it's part of that generational trauma that's just passed down as a black human being. You're taught to suppress your feelings, hide your feelings and keep it pushing and be strong and resilient. But at that same respect, you have to be able to be vulnerable with yourself and with somebody you deeply trust. Because like I said, I'm still healing from that breakup that I had my junior year. And I've gotten better. But it's still a process day to day. And... One thing, you know, I learned a few lessons from that. One, everybody does not have your best interest at heart. Two, it's okay, Mia, to be kind and generous and loving. But if you don't get that same thing back and it's not reciprocated, don't stay and for something and y'all this is something i realized about myself in a relationship i'm quote unquote the fixer i like helping people naturally that's what i love to do and that was a lesson that i learned you can't fix everyone the fixing is not for you to do mia it's for god to do And so while I was trying to be strong for someone else, I wasn't strong for myself. I put up with a lot of crap that I shouldn't have. All because I thought he was the one. But you know, when you're that young, you don't really know what love is. You just know you care deeply for someone and like I said, for me, it's it's not hard for me to care deeply for someone because I love hard and I try to help people in the best way that I can and that I know how. But I had to realize, Mia, this is not your battle to fight. He's fighting other battles that you can't even begin to imagine. That is the great creator's job to handle. And so this is all, why am I talking about this? This is all tying into mental health in the black community we don't get it now like i said i'm gonna reserve a whole season dedicated to just being black and that black excellence in the topics that should be talked about in the black community i'm gonna reserve a season for that but like i said in conclusion of the mental health aspect please the black community we have to do better by our children and adults we have to do you have to do better by yourselves heal that trauma because how are you to love somebody properly if you can't love yourself properly heal take the proper time you need to heal so you don't pass along that trauma to your children and their children and their children like i said it's a cycle black people mental health is real take care of yourself And so, going back to black women, 
or you know what just women in general (sighs) women are so important so important we contribute things to society that people can't even begin to imagine and we don't receive the proper dues but you know what that's okay because women we are strong this is what we do but in the process of being strong and being resilient and keep pushing forward for what is right remember to always take care of yourself And I wanted to touch on this because, like I said, I'm a very passionate person and I feel how I feel about certain things. And yeah. And so if you know me personally, you know I'm a basketball head. I'm a gym rat. My mom is a coach. And so I touched a basketball at the age of three years old and I really haven't put one down since then. I don't play in college because I had a decision to make. But that's a story for another time. But, yeah, so I'm a basketball head. I'm a big basketball fan. I support basketball. And if you're a basketball fan out there, you know the WNBA has started, which I'm so excited for. And if you also are a basketball fan, basketball fan you know the NBA has started as well and every time a women's game is televised I'm there watching it or I'm recording it so I can watch it later because women deserve respect and support and the WNBA especially because y'all it really runs me hot when I see black men talking about these women And they talk about these women like they don't idolize an NBA player that does the exact same thing that they do. And you may be wondering, Mia, why are you talking about basketball? How does this tie into everything? I'm going to tell you. This plays into the woman being viewed in society as a second-class citizen. I see young kids, you guys. Young kids. Young boys. That say... Just, you know, disrespect these women. Like... You suck. You're not a real professional. Leave it to the men. Go back to the kitchen. And, you know, I can't fully blame the boys because who are are they looking up to? Who are their fathers talking and disrespecting these women of this league? And this ties into what I just said, the woman being the second class citizen, so to speak. Women don't receive the respect they deserve. And so, like I said... I'm about the only one in my household that really just enjoys watching women's basketball. I don't know why. My family is full of athletes. They like basketball, but they don't really just watch women's basketball as much as I do and support as much as I do. 
every time a game is on, they're like, dang, you watching that again? Like, can you turn it to the NBA game? And I'm like, no. Why can't we sit down and watch a women's game? And then you have, oh, that league is full of gays. Oh, it's not as exciting. What does their sexuality choice have to do with their professional level and skill? What does them not dunking have to do with their professional level and skill? Nothing at all. So therefore, I will continue to support the WNBA and the women in the WNBA. In talking about the WNBA, they have dedicated this season to Breonna Taylor and Sandra Bland and the women of color that have died as a result of police brutality. And I support that wholeheartedly. There are some women that have opted out of playing this season to dedicate their time to social justice, especially in regards to women of color. Because as you all know, Breonna Taylor, her killers are still not arrested and I'm growing tired But, you know, as I sit and think, I wonder how her family feels. If I'm tired, imagine what they feel like. I can't begin to imagine how they feel. It's time for her to be brought justice. But like I've stated in a previous episode, (sighs) Brianna's case, her murder, is just the needle in the haystack to what was supposed to happen in her neighborhood gentrification and if you don't know what gentrification is a refresher basically the government targets poor neighborhoods and they will Rebuild a whole neighborhood, uh, buy some property, rebuild a whole neighborhood and raise the taxes on it. And so therefore, you're pushing the poor people out of their community. They can't afford to live there anymore. So that is what gentrification is as a refresher. And so her case ties into a bigger picture of gentrification. And I credit the video that I saw of this woman talking about it. That's why the progress is stunted and slow and gradual and we really haven't seen much progress so it is a result of gentrification and i'm sick and tired i will say her name brianna taylor brianna taylor brianna taylor bring her family justice they deserve justice and this ties into another thing like like we saw before George Floyd and not taking away from what happened to him because it was grotesque and disgusting. But how fast did it take him to get justice? Huh? How long? Not that long. Just as hard as y'all go for black men, go for black women at heart. I dare you. Do it. Because we matter too. And like I said 
black women are on the front lines for these black men. But black men, where you at? You ain't nowhere to be found when it comes to talking about Breonna Taylor, Sandra Bland, Tatiana Jefferson, and so many other women of color that have died as a result of police brutality. Where you at? And I'm not saying all, because some do advocate for us and stand with us, but for the other ones, where you at? Where are you at? Keep that same energy. Please keep that same energy. Because we going we gonna to keep our same energy and you're going to keep yours over there. Because we don't need it over here. But, Brianna Taylor, please don't forget about her. Please, y'all, I'm begging. Please don't forget about her. Remember who she was. She was an EMT helping people. During this pandemic, she wanted to become a nurse. And what did she get in return? Murdered. So don't forget about her. And so... The last thing I want to touch on is voting. You guys, I just can't with Donald Trump. I'm not a fan at all. This man is more worried about TikTok than the pandemic that we are living in. And while we're on the topic of pandemic, have y'all noticed the U.S. is the only country that's still fighting the major issue with COVID-19? Or is it just me? We are the only country still battling with this crap. And it all could have been prevented if Donald Trump would have done what he needed to do instead of mocking the other countries for the measures they took. Now look at us. Who got the travel bans on us now? U.S. citizens are travel banned from pretty much the rest of the world except a few countries. So, oh, how the tables have turned. How ironic is it that the U.S. is the main country that wants to keep other people out of their country, but now we can't enter theirs? Hmm, real funny, ain't it? So, I'm not salty about other countries when they keep us out. (laughs) They're just reciprocating the love that we gave them, right? So, I ain't mad. Because they did what they had to do, but voting. You guys, I cannot stress how important voting is, and I cannot stress how important this election will be. November 3rd, get your butt to the poll and vote. If you are eligible to vote, vote. We got to get this man up out of here, y'all. Can you imagine a second term with Donald Trump? Can you? I can't. So... Use your voice and vote. Okay, guys. So, in conclusion, to tie this all together, the forgotten, the third-class citizen, the black woman, respect us, support us, love us, mental health in the black community, 
get real about it. Get serious about it. Because mental health is nothing to play with. Don't forget the importance of mental health. And also, don't forget the importance of women and supporting women in what they do, their dreams, their endeavors. Because they are leading the way for the next generation of young women. So support women. Support black women. Also, do not forget Breonna Taylor. Do not forget her. Do not forget her story. Do not forget her killers that should be in jail right now. Do not forget. Because one day, justice will be served. And all glory be to God. One day, we will have the justice we've been seeking for Breonna Taylor. And last but not least, guys, remember to vote. Get your butt to the polls and vote. And with all that being said, you guys, we have reached the conclusion of episode seven. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. See you next time.